Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Michelle Emerson. And Bridget Spackman. And we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. This episode has been highly, I cannot emphasize that word enough, (laughs) highly requested by our top teachers. And I think that's because this is an area that doesn't get taught much and that is unit planning. Teachers learn all about lesson planning in college, but unit planning, it's almost like it's expected that teachers just know how to do it and they don't receive any real guidance on it. So don't worry, we've got you. In today's episode, we are breaking down unit planning, which truly is the secret to maximizing your planning time. But first, we're going to listen to a TSH from a top teacher. This top teacher says, my time-sucking hurdle is finding lesson plans for the next unit, but I always spend hours trying to find lessons. And when I do find lesson plans, I have spent my entire night trying to find lessons. I am confident that you have tips for me. And by the way, I love your podcast. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. That's very sweet. And yes, I do think trying to find lessons can be very difficult, but it's easier when you know what you're looking for, right? It's just like when you go grocery shopping. Look, y'all know I love a good analogy. If you go into the grocery store without a plan, like you haven't mapped out what meals you're going to have that week, you don't have a grocery list, you're going to spend all day in there and you're going to come out with Oreos and other things that you did not need to purchase. However, when you sit down and you map out your meals for the week, you create a grocery list, you can go in, get what you need and get out much more quickly. So I think this episode where we're going to break down unit planning is going to be super helpful. Yeah, I do completely agree with Michelle. You have to have a structure, a plan to what you're going to be doing. But I think another really big thing is for teachers is just having the adequate content knowledge. I know for myself, like I tell you guys, like I am an ELA teacher. I am a really, really good ELA teacher, not to pat myself on the back. But you throw me in to teach math, and bless it be, it's going to take me hours and hours and hours. Why? Because I don't have the content knowledge for that specific area. So it takes me a little bit longer to know, well, what do the kids need to expect? And what do I need to be focusing on? And what are kind of the progression that makes sense? Like, what do they have to have first before they can get here? And so we have to almost become those content masters, right? We really have to know what we're talking about. So that way we can create lesson plans that are really well structured and have a really nice progression to them. So I think that's a big piece. And some of that is going to come with the years of experience and Mm -hmm. others is just going to come with, you know, you doing readings and researching stuff and, you know, spending some of those hours, unfortunately, in the beginning. Um, But once you understand it and once you're good at it, like it's so nice and it's snappy, as like Michelle likes to say. (laughs) We've been using the term snappy like multiple times today because this is now the fifth episode we have recorded this morning. And Bridget and I have discussed that some of our episodes, you know, they go on a little bit long. So we're trying to make that, you know, (laughs) we're trying to make them a little snappier if you would, you know, use that term. So I'm going to start with a real quick story. I'm going to keep it snappy. (laughs) When I was in college, I had a, we had content classes. So we had like a class on teaching math, a class on teaching science. And in my one on social studies, we had to create a unit plan. Okay. And we had to use a novel in order to teach like a certain topic from social studies. Okay. And we had to create a unit plan. 
And they had us actually write out like every single lesson plan for every lesson within that unit. Y'all, this unit plan was like a hundred page word document on my computer. It was insane. We don't want you to look at unit planning as mapping out every single lesson in detail. We want you to look at unit planning as just this like overarching synopsis. We're going to go more into that in a second, but this is where that structure that we created back in episode 140, which is titled the one thing holding your lesson planning back. Make sure you go back and listen to that if you haven't. And then we talked about long range planning in the last episode, 143, plan your entire school year in one day. Yes, really. Those are going to come in handy. Once you have that lesson structure and you have that long range plan, it's going to make your unit planning a breeze. So go back and re-listen to those episodes before you come back to this one. And so what we want you to do is we want you to think about this entire lesson planning process that we've been talking about all month long as like an upside down pyramid, okay? Long range planning is going to be at the top. This is deciding how many units or standards you have to teach and then how many days you're going to use for each one of them. Underneath that, in the middle, you're going to have unit planning. And this is deciding how you're going to break those standards down into those number of days that you have to teach. So if I've told myself that I'm going to do 12 days for this unit, I need to have 12 individual lessons. And so what are those lessons going to look like to be able to get them from point A to point B? And then at the very, very bottom, and that is going to be the lesson planning. And this is going to be deciding on how to teach those students that particular lesson that you've created for that overall structure. So let's talk about what unit planning is. It's that process of taking that long range scope and sequence and creating more specific lessons in order to teach a unit or standard. So you're really connecting the top of the pyramid to the Mm -hmm. bottom of the pyramid, right? It's like you're zooming in on each day within your unit and just getting an idea of what lesson progression you're going to take. You're not planning out the lesson in detail. You're just getting an idea of, okay, I'm kind of covering this skill in this lesson. You might jot down some ideas of activities that you've seen or that you want to incorporate, but it's going to be this like scaffolded progression that will make sense for what you're teaching. So it's being able to get students from the beginning of the unit to the end of the unit, just like with our lesson planning, we're getting them from not knowing a skill to knowing a skill. The unit planning is gonna allow you to kind of create that roadmap throughout the unit so that your lessons make sense from day to day. And I think one of the biggest things when it comes to unit planning is, yes, it's really going to benefit kids because it's going to create this very natural progression for how you're going to teach that specific unit. But I also think it really helps teachers understand and make sense what's happening from day to day so that you're not jumping around Mm -hmm. and unsure of what you're going to teach next. There was a time when I was teaching a life science unit, and I remember like every time I would go on Pinterest, I would see some new activity and I'm like, ooh, I'm going to do that tomorrow. And then I'm going to do this one the next day. Nothing ever really made sense. Nothing connected with it. And Mm -hmm. so the unit planning is going to allow your lessons to flow together, which is important because we want our kids to make connections. And then it's going to make it really, really easy for you to create your individual lessons. So if you know that I need to teach, you know, A, B, C, D, you're going to have a very strategic path for, okay, this is what 
I'm going to focus on today for this lesson. Here's what I'm going to focus on for the next lesson. And that's going to make it so much easier for you to find your resources that you need versus that whole just getting lost online, looking for all of the fun activities and resources um, that's out there. So before we jump into the steps for creating your awesome, awesome unit. I was about to say a bad word for a minute there. I was going to say your kick unit. Um, We are going to take a quick break and then come back with those steps. We are popping in real quick to let you know about a new product line available in our store at teachingonthedouble.com slash store. That's right. We now have inserts for your digital planner. Currently, we have unit planning inserts and lesson planning inserts that work with both Google Slides and tablet digital planners. These inserts are fully editable so you can customize them to work for you and they can be used again and again year after year, which means you only have to purchase them once. Exactly. These inserts are meant to give you additional templates for organizing your plans in a more detailed way. So if you want to get your hands on them, you know, digitally, head over to teachingonthedouble.com slash store to grab your unit planning inserts and lesson planning inserts right away. All right, we're back and we are ready to jump into those steps. You know we've got them because we love them. But first, we just want to bring your attention to how you can use these steps. You could choose to plan one unit at a time, or you could do maybe the entire marking period or quarter at a time. It's really going to depend on how well you know the curriculum. The more experience you get, the more units you can plan at one time. So keep in mind, these are just general steps, but you can kind of mold them in order to fit your needs. But step number one is going to be to set up the number of days. You need to reference your long range planning and figure out how many days you have allotted that unit to be. You're going to need to create kind of a broad plan for each of the days, but that's coming in the next steps. But you need to know, like, am I stretching this across five lessons or 10 or 15? That way, you know how detailed each lesson needs to be. The next step is to create your lesson progression. And this part is really, really important. You have to figure out how your lessons are going to flow with the allotted time frame that you've given yourself for that unit. So again, it's getting you from point A to point B. I often like to create the example of, think about a little bitty baby, okay? From the moment that a baby is born, how do they get to the point where they start to walk? Well, they have to be able to hold their head. They have to be able to roll over. They have to then be able to sit up. From sitting up, they start to crawl. From crawling, they're then starting to walk or standing. And then from standing, they start to walk. There is a very natural progression to how everything kind of occurs. The same goes with our lessons. So a really good example for math is like prime and composite. A natural progression for teaching prime and composite is that you might have to do multiples. That's going to take less time. So you're not going to need as much time to teach that specific topic, but you still have to teach it. Then you're going to go into factors, which is going to take you a little bit more time to review and go over with your students. You're going to spend more days on that. And then you're going to have your prime and composite component that you're going to teach as well. 
If you're thinking ELA, in your character unit, you might have to start with the conversation of what is a major versus a minor character in a story. Um, then you might start going into character traits. Then you might start having a conversation about flat and round characters. There is a progression. I'm not going to start off with flat and round characters if my students don't really even know what a character trait is. Mm -hmm. So ask other teachers if you're new to that grade level or to that subject area. And some of these things you're going to have to kind of fumble with in the very beginning. Just make sure that you're coming back and you're taking notes of it so that way you can improve your lessons and your units year after year. So now you've set up your number of days, you've kind of created that progression so you know what skill you're targeting each of the days. Step three is to embed your structure into your unit planning. If you have no idea what I'm talking about when I say your structure, go back and listen to episode 140, the one thing holding your lesson planning back. Bridget and I talk all about creating a lesson structure. But you're going to want to go ahead and just kind of copy and paste this structure onto each day. And this is why we love digital planning, because you can copy and paste. So for example, that might be like warm up, mini lesson, exit ticket. Okay. This is going to help you know what components have to get planned. And it's going to help you know how to kind of divide the content. And again, you're not going into full detail here. You're keeping it very broad. So next to warm up, I might put like, division problem. And I may not actually plan it out of what that problem is. I'm just helping myself know like, oh, if I'm going to be teaching partial quotients, I want to warm up with a basic division problem. Like it's just getting that kind of idea and that structure into your unit planning so that you don't leave anything out. So tip number four, or step number four, excuse me, is to plan the fill-in components. And again, going back to episode 140, the one thing holding your lesson plan back, we talk about those fill-in components that you're going to add in, right? And so if I have an opening circle, a closing circle, a number sense routine, I now need to start planning out and almost building a connection, that bridge between that core lesson that you've now identified and what they're going to be doing during these other pieces. So these these are the things that are that you repeat for every lesson but only need those minor changes. And these guys are perfect. Perfection for batching, okay? Once you know the lesson progression, you can very easily go through and say, "Oh, here's what I'm going to do for this next uh for all these other pieces so that way I can help kids make a connection or I can review a previous skill that they're going to need for the new skill that they're going to have to learn and get them ready for that learning today." So, you can create one slide um and have like one Google slide uh show, I guess is what I'm thinking of, yeah. and then have a slide for each day so that way you can batch plan them all and then just click can go to the next one. It makes it really, really nice and easy. Yep. So that's going to save you a ton of time. And then finally, step five is to then plan each lesson. However, I know this sounds overwhelming. Everything you've done leading up to this is going to make it that much easier. So yes. if you have not already done so, please go back and listen to episode 141, which is titled Lesson Planning 101, How to Plan More Lessons in Less Time. This is going to walk you through everything you need to do to plan what comes after your routine. Now, this is going to be a bulk of the lesson, right? Like this is going to be a bulk of that hour block that you have for math. However, you're only going to be planning, let's say, 40 minutes of that hour block because the other 20 minutes is made up of all of those elements that you kind of keep the same each day, your warm up, your number sense routine, and so on. 
Plus, because you have that clear progression of your unit, it's going to take you less time to plan out what you're doing each day because you know exactly what you're looking for. And that's going to help you either find lessons online or be able to plan it out yourself because you have a clear picture of what you're trying to achieve in that lesson. Does everybody see how all of these episodes that we've shared from 140 to this episode 144 have just kind of connected? Do you see the connection Mm. here? You're welcome. We just made that (laughs) so much easier for you. (laughs) Um, But it really is. It's so true. All of these kind of bigger kind of components, they all just blend together to help you to create such a beautiful structure for making sure that you're efficiently, effectively lesson planning so that you're not having to take those curriculum books home so that you're mm-hmm. not spending hours and hours trying to find lesson plans. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And so we really do hope that this this step process is going to benefit you in the long run. Now, we do have some quick tips for you. So tip number one is to plan by days instead of dates. So if you're creating your unit plan, instead of saying that I'm going to do this on August 25th, instead call it day one, and then you're going to have day two. Um, And why we ask you to do this is because then you can reuse this year after year. Once you create your unit plan and you have your days set in there, you can then go to 825 and say, oh, I'm going to do day two of this specific unit. You're assigning those specific dates during that long range planning. Yep. And then tip number two is to color code your lesson types. And this may not be applicable to all subject areas, but for math, and I know I talked about this in a prior episode, I think about math lessons in kind of three big categories. You have your conceptual lessons where you're teaching the skill for the first time, your fluency lessons where students are practicing that skill, and then your application lessons where they are applying that skill to real life scenarios. If you color code those, it's going to help you see your flow in a visual way. So I'm not always going to go conceptual fluency application, conceptual fluency application. I might have two conceptual days and then a fluency day and then an application day. Or I might have one conceptual day followed by two fluency days if I know that that's a skill students are going to need extra practice with. Plus, this is going to help you identify which template you need for the lesson planning that day, because my lesson is going to look different depending on if it's a conceptual lesson or a fluency lesson. So having it color-coded within your unit planning is going to make it that much easier when you actually start planning those lessons, which we talked about in step five. And then Bridget, if it's okay with you, because we have we have four Please, quick tips. I already see what you're doing and okay. I love you for it. <laughs> so Bridget and I, when we go through these outlines, we like I like highlight, I'm like, I'm going to say these parts. That way we don't, you know, step on any toes as we go. So I'm going to cover step three or tip three. You can do four and then I'll take it from there. So tip three is then to create a bank of extra activities. So this would be a list of like just ideas of activities that maybe you can throw in if you have time or use on one of those flex days that we talked about in the long range planning. Or if you have to have a substitute, it could be an activity that you have the substitute do. Or if you pull students in small group, these could be activities you pull out then. Having an idea of those activities and being able just to kind of reference the list when you need it is going to make it that much easier for you. 
And then tip number four is to create Linkception. Guys, <laughs> good notes update. You can now add links. Oh yeah, you heard that right. <laughs> In good notes, you can now add links to your digital planner, which we are beyond excited about. So you could link each unit on the long range plan to the unit plan. And what this is gonna do is it's going to allow you to quickly navigate between your different unit pieces. You can also link each day of the unit to your lesson plans, to your slides, to any other videos or resources that you have. And this is just going to make you feel even that much more prepared for the day. Now, we know you already heard about this in the ad earlier on in the episode, but I'm just going to bring it back. We now have a set of unit planning inserts for our digital planner. So these inserts are meant to be added into your planner just to keep you that much more organized. The great thing is they are compatible with both the Google Slides planners and the tablet planners, plus they include both landscape and portrait. So regardless of what planner you use, these inserts will work with it. Plus they can be used again and again and again. So it's a one-time purchase and you are good for life. They do include a tutorial video that walks you through how to use both of them and they are fully editable. So if you need to change any of the titles or the colors of things, okay, a lot of the headings have gray, you know, fill in color, you could color code them as we mentioned. Then you can take these inserts and put them onto any of those colored pages within the planner, you know, the little dots up at the top or a blank page that you add anywhere within it. So these are really going to help you walk through this process and it just kind of gives you a structure to be able to utilize. So you can grab these unit planning inserts from our store at teachingonthedouble.com slash store. <laughs> And while you're over on our website, we would love for you to submit your time-sucking hurdle. Guys, let us tell you that we read every single time-sucking <laughs> hurdle. And yes, as you do. Yeah. And as you may have noticed, um, a lot of these time-sucking hurdles are inspiration for some of our episodes. Mm -hmm. So we would love to hear what is sucking up all of your time right now. And we would also like for you to subscribe to the podcast so that you can get notified whenever we drop our new episode. And please, please, please leave us a review over on iTunes. It really does help our podcast get out into the ears of so many other teachers out there. So until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.